Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. up a game seven. Having a fun show, Brendan Escott here with Cam Moon in studio. Bob is uh, along with the team making their way back here to Edmonton. They're hosting that seventh and decisive game tomorrow night at Rogers Place on these very airwaves right here shortly after 8 p.m. tomorrow evening. Reed will set it all up. Rob Brown will be there on the face-off show as well just after 6 o'clock. We'll hear from Rob momentarily. Remind you that Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. Digitex Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. The printer and the sports sector here at the building, I might need to give Hugh Porter a call when I'm off the air, so uh, we, we might have to arrange something. Might have to call him on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline, in fact. 780-496-0063 is the number for you to dial us. River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement. Bet on it. And after the 1.30 news, plenty of time for you and your opinion. We'll have some uh, some call-in time and some texts as well. That number again, 780-496-0063. The Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted. Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday. Rob Brown is our headliner today. Joins us from the Oilers Radio Network. Brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Might just be the best you've ever tasted. Search for W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Rob, always appreciate a chance to get your insight into things and what a game it was last night. Appreciate you joining me and Cam here today. No, good to be here. Oh, yeah, it was a great game. I tell you, the mood of the city is a little bit lighter today. <laughs> big victory last night, so... Uh, it sets up for a, for a fun weekend here in Edmonton. It certainly does. I guess my my question for you is with the with the back against the wall last night, three to two down in the series, they needed the start, Rob, and I think that they finally got the start that they've been looking for for several games. And and and, and by the time the game was over, at three two late in it, you saw just how impactful scoring the first goal of the game last night was. Well, just with the fact that there's not been a lead change in the series. The team that scores first has won every hockey game. Uh, That just showed the importance. The Oilers had not got off to good starts in this series, and it cost them. So uh, the Oilers were under pressure. There was stress. And you always find out what your team is made of when it comes to uh, moments like that. And I think that the fans for the Oilers got to be pretty excited that in the biggest moment of the season, their best players stepped up and stepped up big time and their support players did what was needed from them. So to me, I thought that was the most complete effort that the Oilers had. I know they had a couple of blowouts in this series, but in those games, the LA Kings weren't good. LA played good last night and the Oilers came up with a, a game that was 60 minutes long. They were good offensively. They were good defensively, special teams, goaltending. 
So going into Game 7, I think the Oilers have some confidence that they know they're capable of winning the close hockey games. Rob, what did you see from uh, Chris Russell? Had to step into the lineup with the Darnell Nurse out, plays 14-31 and had four blocked shots. So what would you think of his game? I thought he was excellent. I, it's funny, when they're talking whether they're going to go 11-7 and seven or 12-6 and six going into the game and, you know, trying to... You would bring in Broberg so then you don't have to give as many minutes to Russell and it's a safety net. And I'm like, you don't need a safety net with Chris Russell. Chris Russell gives you the exact same every single game. His his ceiling isn't as high as other players, especially later in his career, but he, he never has an off game. You know what you're getting when he goes on the ice. He's going to block shots. He's going to make simple plays. He's going to be physical. Uh, he's going to give you everything he has. So to me, he's a hard guy ever to pull out of the lineup because he's the kind of guy that uh, is made for playoffs, is made for those moments. So I thought Chris Russell was excellent in the game. And we, it's funny, on our show last night, we had phone calls about, do you take out a Bouchard and leave a Russell in instead? And it shows you how well Russell played if they talk, if someone's asking those kind of questions. But Chris Russell was excellent in that hockey game. We've had a couple of the same comments even on today's show, Rob, but looking at the whole minutes distribution last night, curious what you thought of the deployment of everybody. McDavid played, I think, 24 minutes and uh, lots of penalty kill time. They took four penalties, did the Oilers, but Dreisaitl, they managed to keep them under 18, even though they have the 11 forwards. So just your, your, uh, your evaluation of Jay Woodcroft's job managing the bench last night. Well, I thought he did a great job. It's funny, over the last 48 hours, all anyone was talking about was the Oilers were going nuclear. It's going to be Leon and Connor. And that's, that was the whole storyline going in. But Jay Woodcroft, he knew what Todd McClellan wanted. Todd wanted to match his two-star two sentiment up against the Oilers' two-star sentiment. But Jay didn't let him do that because he didn't go nuclear. He went uh, confusion. He threw Leon and Connor out with different wingers every time out there. And all of a sudden, if you're the LA Kings, you're like, okay, do I send out my checking line now or do I wait? Are they, is Connor going to stay on the ice with McLeod and, and Ryan or is he going to go off the ice? So he just put a, a seed of doubt into Todd McClellan's mind on the LA Kings bench. And as far as Leon, uh, Leon's number or minutes were under 18 because Leon wasn't fully healthy. Leon battled last night. Uh, whatever injury he had that was plaguing him coming into the game, uh, he either rolled his ankle or something during the little scrum that affected him. You could see he wobbled two or three times uh, on simple plays, but he gutted it out, and that's what you do at playoff time. So I, I thought that from top to bottom, coaching staff, goaltending, there, there was – it was a perfect game plan that was executed very well by the Edmonton Oilers yesterday, and it sets them up right now to advance to the next round. It's not going to be easy. I think the LA Kings are going to throw their best game at the Edmonton Oilers on Saturday night, but the Edmonton Oilers get to live to play another game, and I think they're feeling pretty confident right now going into that game. Yeah, it's pretty tough to match up lines when you have no idea what the opposition's about to throw out on the ice, which was what kind of what it was yesterday, especially in that first period. And Rob, you look at the at the score sheet at the end of the game, and you know Connor McDavid is yeah he's played over twenty four minutes. He's got three points. Evander Kane's got three points. You can't miss those guys. You you can't. But sliding under the radar a little bit, and Elliot touched on it earlier. 
Was Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who played 21-49, goes 11-2 in the face-off circle. He didn't factor in as far as the points go, but you can't deny the guy played a heck of a game. He did, and there was pressure on him. I know that before the series started, we talked about it on our shows, and, and I'm sure that you guys talked about it when, when you've been on with Bob and Jack, that Ryan Nugent Hopkins was going to be, and his linemates were going to be a big part of the series because he, was, should, he should be getting matchups that favor him because the LA Kings are top-heavy with two superstar centermen and Deneau and Kopitar, but they would be going against Connor and Leon. So there should be mismatches when RNH was on the ice, and it hadn't been happening. Uh, there was one game there where the Lazat-Brown-Lemieux line controlled the play at 15 shots in a hockey game, going mainly head-to-head against the Nuge. Uh, Ryan Nugent-Hopkins had a whale of a game. He had to step up, and especially with Leon getting less ice time than he's normally getting, Someone had to fill those minutes. And we saw a lot of the time that Nugent Hopkins, he would be out there with Hyman and Kane and playing very, very well. So uh, you, you don't win a series or a game unless you're getting production or you're getting quality minutes from all your players. And I think that's what we saw last night uh, for the Oilers. And R&H stepped up. He, I mean, this is a guy that's played first-line minutes in the National Hockey League for extended periods. He knows how to play big minutes against good players at at important times. And last night he had to do that and he stepped up great. Chatting with Rob Brown from the Oilers Radio Network. It's Brendan Escott, Cam Boon today on Oilers Now. Uh, Josh Archibald played over 15 minutes last night, Rob, and I imagine a lot of that had to do with the penalty kill opportunities. But he, to me, has been noticeable when out on the ice, if for no other reason than he throws the body at any given opportunity. He had 10 hits in Game 6. He had five more last night. Do you think that, I mean, he's a pleasant surprise, I guess, is, is what I'd classify him as in terms of what he's been able to deliver for them in this playoff series? Well, yes and no. I think, yes, it's been a surprise because of everything he's gone through this year and not playing. I mean, it's not easy stepping in at playoff time and the most important time of the season when everyone's playing their best if you've got just a handful of games under your belt. So that's a surprise. But it's not a surprise because this is what Archibald's given the Oilers ever since he's come here. Now, we talked about it a lot last year that of all the role players on the Oilers, and we're talking, you know, the third and fourth lines and, and the guy sitting out, of all the role players that have been on the Oilers, he understood his role the, the best, and he executed his role the best. He never became something he wasn't. He never went into a game thinking, okay, tonight's going to be an offensive night. He always was out there. He hits, he blocks shots, he gets pucks in deep. That's who he is as a hockey player. He accepted that role and excelled at that role. So I think that's the biggest thing about Archibald. He's just doing what he's capable of doing. And he's playing great. And uh, to me, when he's on the ice, he just puts uh, the opposition, the LA Kings, on their heels because you got this guy coming in at Mach 1. And when he hits you, it's like you're getting hit by a bomb. Like, he hits hard. And it's one thing if you see a Zach Cassian come down, you're bracing yourself because he's a big man coming at you. Archibald's not a big man, but when he hits you, to me, it reminds me a lot of I played with Jeremy Roenick. Roenick wasn't a big man, but when he hit, he hit hard because he skated through you. I think that's what Archibald does. He's skating through you. He's not trying to hit your chest. He's trying to hit your back through your chest. And that's why he's so effective is he just he causes pain when he runs into you. 
Absolutely, he does. Yeah, five hits last night. Just and, ask Blake yeah. Lozot. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Blake's a lot. He's a solid guy, Blake Lozot too. But that's that's what he brings. And it, he got for for a team to be successful, they have to have everyone understanding what their role is, and they got to do that role. You know, Connor McDavid's going to lead by example offensively. Kane's going to be that net front presence. You're going to make plays offensively, but you got to have guys like Chris Russell and Russell in your lineup that when there's a breakdown, he's blocking a shot. When Archibald or Katsu's on the ice, no one cares if they score a goal, but they certainly better make sure that they finish every check and they got to get pucks in deep. So uh, for me, a great example on the, the winning goal for the Oilers last night, double A uh, for the LA Kings. They have a tired group. He's going one on three into the Edmonton Oilers end. And instead of just dumping the puck behind the net, allowing his team to get a change, him getting off the ice and getting a help uh, rest the guy on the ice as well, he tried to beat players down in the offensive zone. Turned over, puck's coming back the other way. The LA Kings scrambling to get on the ice. And he goes and changes, and Barry is the guy that scores, and that was his man. His man couldn't get on the ice in time. So that's a player not understanding his role as a role player. Get pucks in deep. And, and do the right little thing. He didn't, and it cost the L.A. Kings a chance to win that hockey game. Here with Rob Brown from the Oilers Radio Network. Uh, Rob, during your time in the National Hockey League, from what I can ascertain, you played in a couple of Game 7s. What uh, what sort of memories do you have? Um, well, due to concussions, not a lot, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, whatever you can drum up in there. <laughs> but uh, the biggest thing I remember about games, Game 7 or elimination games, the hardest part is the wait. It just, like I imagine yesterday for the Oilers, waiting all the way until 8.20 puck drop is the hardest part. Once the game starts, it's easy. I mean, there's not a lot of fear when you're on the bench. Uh, you, you feel like you have... Uh, the ability to change the outcome of whatever's happening. The other team scores, oh, it doesn't matter, we can still come back. They get, you get a penalty coming up, oh, sorry, we're going to kill it off. But it's the wait all day long. Or today as you're coming home, the anticipation of a game seven. So that to me was the, the hardest part is just you're all excited, you're all ramped up, and you just you don't want to wait that long. And even worse now that they're 8-20 starts these games, so it's all day long. You're just you're shaking. Like you just want to get out there and get that game to start. Because once the game starts, it's it, it's fine. But it's just the anticipation uh, of what's going to happen and just the unknown of not knowing how the game is going to go is what bothers you. So once the game starts, but it just there's an excitement. It's a different excitement being in the dressing room before the game because you know the importance. You know the city is locked down. Like this is the biggest thing that's happened to Edmonton in so long and it's ready and you're in the dressing room and you can hear the crowd and the adrenaline's going and you just want to get out there and throw a hit or do something to be part of that game. So that's, that's what those players are going to be feeling and the biggest thing is just staying within the moment. Don't let the moment get too big for you. Don't be more than you are. I think that's what affected the Oilers in game one of this series. They just got to make sure they go out and take care of business and not let the moment consume them. Game sevens are so special and, and they, the, the potential to make a, a lifetime memory, whether it be Esatikin in, in, in overtime of game seven in 91 against the Flames or, or Glenn Anderson's goal that sealed game seven against the Flyers in 87. Now, Rob, you were part of a very, uh, I think, 
epic game seven. And part of, I've heard you tell the story before, but I just love to hear it. And because we have young Escott here, and he is from Kamloops, I feel like it has to be told. 84 WHL final, Kamloops Junior Oilers at that time, taking on the Regina Pats. Please give us the, the game seven story. <laughs> Well, it's funny because we, it was against Regina. It was the league championship. We won the first two, then we lost three in Regina. And we were coming home down three to two. And Regina was actually outplayed us so badly. And I remember after the game in Regina, after game five, Bill LaForge was our coach, walked in the dress and said, we are not losing this championship. We are going to go home and win two games. And to prove it, he opened up a bag. He had stolen the WHL trophy. Like it was on display. He actually stole it. So we had it as we went back to Kamloops for the last two games. And in game uh, seven, we were down a goal late in the game, and they iced it. And I remember one of their players with like 13 seconds left skated by our bench and started making the golf swing motion. Like, all right, you guys are going golfing. You guys are going golfing. And we tied it up with like, in the last 13 seconds, and I believe that's when we won in overtime. So we have been part of – have been part of it. The excitement is – Incredible. As I said with Reed last night in on the show, when you're a kid growing up in Canada and you're playing out on the street, road hockey with your buddies, every single time it's game seven. You're never saying, oh, this is game three. I hope we win this game so we take the lead in the series. <laughs> every single time it's game seven. And that's where, he, I mean, heroes are made. Um, this is where people's careers turn around. Do you remember the time, say, Chris Russell scored game seven with three minutes to go to win a hockey? Something like that will happen in the game Saturday night. It's a memory that you as a, a fan will say, I was there when. And this could be a very special year for the Edmonton Oilers, this playoff run. I mean, they win, they could play Calgary in the next round. All this excitement could happen. And it all starts with a game Saturday night against the LA Kings where if they win all of a sudden you're going on to the next round so game sevens are special and it's kind of cool that we're all going to be part of it love hearing the stories Rob appreciate you hopping on here I guess we'll see you down at the ring tomorrow I don't expect to be able to hear you the crowd's going to be deafening but (laughs) we'll see you there anyway okay I'm looking forward to it guys thanks Rob Brown from the Oilers radio network spending some time here on Oilers now Brendan Escott and Cam Moon back in a minute with some of your texts Heard from Elliot Friedman and Rob Brown here on this Friday edition of Oilers Now. Next up, we're going to hear from you. So give Cody a call on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Sometime in the next uh, 10 minutes or so, we'll get the call queue all racked up. If you've got thoughts on what you're expecting in Game 7 or what you've seen in the six games previous, let us know. 780-496-0063. Give us a call. Shoot us a text. Of course, the Ashley Fine Floors text line is available as well. Japanese Village is open to serve you uh, at any one of their five Edmonton and area locations, and they're featuring Japanese A5 Wagyu. Visit jvedmonton.ca. And, uh, hey, Cam. Yes. You're good friends with those folks out at Brent Ridge Ford, aren't you? I am. <laughs> you certainly are. I hear that the vehicle pipeline, which was jammed up for quite some time, is finally moving again, thankfully. I know you're in one, so you you, you got special behind-the-scenes pull there at Brent Ridge Ford. They finally have a few units in stock, and a few more are headed on the way. You can check in with Uncle Milt, Johnny, and Rich, see if they've got the right unit for you. But if they don't, they can still order one to the exact specification 
donations that you'd like. But hurry, because the order bank is getting very full. If you want to be treated fairly when you buy a vehicle and get outstanding service, call the gang at Brent Ridge Ford. It's one 477 ford 477-3673. Brent Ridge Ford, your Ford truck authority on the auto mile. In Wetaskiwin. Good people at Brent Ridge Ford. Oh, yeah. Uh, I want to hear from the good people of Chad Nation. I want to know what the Oilers fans have to say, what you're thinking. It could be about the, the Mikey Anderson horse collar. Maybe you're a little bit frustrated by that. Maybe you've got an idea of recourse. I'm not sure that they would supersede the discipline that's going to be required tomorrow night. I mean, game seven, you're probably just waiting till next year, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, game seven's not the time. It's not the time for that sort of thing. Lots yeah. of people, though, with very strong opinions at 780-496-0063. Happy to get to those after this next newscast. Maybe uh, maybe a couple in here right now. Archibald says, Sean, reminds me of Dallas Drake. I know Bob would be happy with that comparison. To me, it's the skating through guys. Cassian's in yeah. tough because every time he hits somebody, it's a penalty, and that's just how the refs have been calling him. But Archibald, he might be sneaky, but he the way he hits, he hits violently. Yeah, he he's on a mission. That's the thing. When he's out there, he's on a mission. You need to know where he is on the ice if you're the opposition. He comes in there, and, and Brownie said it best. Like, he is trying to get your front to meet your back. And... <laughs> The way he does, like, yeah, it's, you You wouldn't expect it. You absolutely wouldn't, uh, you know, given his size. But I mean, he's flying around out there and, and makes you wary of him on the ice. He's He's been really good here in the playoffs. Hard forechecking presence on those younger L.A. defensemen. We'll see if that trend continues tomorrow night, game seven, eight o'clock. Right now, we're off to a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.